0: I am super, super excited to have, uh, this amazing, amazing, uh, sales professional sales manager, um, on, he, uh, managed back in the late eighties, early nineties and, uh, graduate of, uh, Western Ontario, university, Western Ontario. And he has been with Apple Autodesk, Microsoft, enormous brands and technology and, uh, um, been in the top few percent as a, you know, account executive selling to enormous brands, enormous organizations, technical, complicated, long, long sales cycles performing at an incredible level. And we dig in deep about these organizations, the mindsets, uh, and what it takes to really, really be successful in your career as a sales professional and sales manager. Even compares that, comparison, contrast that. So I know you're going to love this podcast. If you're interested in, you know, the results economy, if you're interested in winning um, in the economy, you'll love to have to hear what Evan has to say. And so for us, we are in just the last few weeks of our recruiting uh, cycle, and we will be wrapping up the fall recruiting cycle. So. If you know of any young leaders, this is the opportunity or we'll be waiting until the summer of 2022 or, or, you know, the start of 2022 to get involved in our program. We've got a very short window that we recruit into. So if you know of any leaders, please send them our way. You can have, have, send me any, uh, uh, an email at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. You could go to leaderspodcast.ca slash apply or studentworks.com. And uh, please, please rate and review, please uh, send our podcast for any young leaders who want to have a big future. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. So Evan, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. So excited to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really great. And I usually don't talk really about people's experiencing operating, okay, And, and just because you know you know that's kind of not what we talk about. We talk about what they took from their experiences operating and i I told you when we reconnected uh, a month ago or whenever it been it had been a, a really a couple decades since uh since we connected, but I always remembered you, and I remembered you because when you were at Western, you went back and you managed from your territory, and you did the preseason by bus. so right. just te- like like to me, that just shows. Look at how committed this guy is. I knew you were going to have a big successful career. No surprise that we're talking to you now. But you know, tell me about that experience and what what, what that was like.
1: Uh, well, it's funny when you you reminded me of it, like you said a month ago, and and I had forgotten that. You know, maybe I have locked that out. All those yes, uh, <laughs> those, cold, those cold bus rides. But no, it was uh, it, it it sort of all came back. And um, I mean that specifically. I, I guess it when I think back, I think you know I, I was. I was certainly motivated at the time and I was, I was competitive. Right. And I wanted to kind of get hit the ground running and, and kind of show people, you know, what, what I was capable of, but yeah. uh, You know, for that in particular, right. It was just, it was just like going back on weekends. I was in London. uh, My Mm -hmm. my territory was Brant so just a couple hours ride back, didn't have a car yet, but I figured, you know, that shouldn't stop me. You know, it took a little longer to get to, to get to do estimates and all the rest of it, but still squeezed a few in and, yeah, and 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 once I got, I found once I got started and doing it and, and having some success early, right? Doing some estimates, have people yeah. say yes, right? Here I am in a in a in a in a snow jacket. There's snow on the ground, and we're talking about painting their house in six months. Uh, yeah. But once I got people saying yes to that, it it just motivated me to do some more the next day, right, yeah. and the next weekend. So it kind of um, snowballed. No pun intended. Kind of snowballed
0: yeah. from there. <laughs> exactly. And, and it, and it was one of those things. Well, well, Evan, the the reality is, is that, you know, um, it really was tough to do what, you know, you, you went and said you do. And that's, you know, you said, don't worry, I'll figure this out. And, right. and it just shows the the commitment and focus of, of just our, our operators and just how motivated they are. You know, again, like that's a lot to overcome. Gee, I don't even, my parents, I don't even have a car to borrow to get started, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build this business anyway. So, so right. you know, to talk about who you were before that, who were you coming out of high school, heading into Western, you know, what sort of maybe frustrations did you have or who was Evan Waite? Yeah,
1: you know, so I, I was uh, you know, a pretty normal kid fairly motivated in school, you know, did, did well, did well in terms of marks, but right. you know, when you say frustrations, I don't know that I had frustrations. If I think kind of on the business side specifically or connecting that to social side, it was really, I was, I was pretty money motivated at the time, you yeah. know, on the business side. Right. I actually had a, um, I had a paper route when I, I think when I was 11 for a couple of years and, and, you know, the, the various jobs in high school. And I just, you know, found through that, that it was nice to have that independence from making money. So going into university, that was sort of top of mind. And, and you know, when it kind of happened, happened along with what you guys were doing and that sort of that fit. But I, I think it was sort of that money motivation at the beginning, you know, way before more important things like family and wife and kids and all that yep. money was sort of at the top of the charts there in terms of what was what was important to me on the on the, uh, uh, you know, sort of hierarchy, I
0: guess. No, for sure, for sure. Well, it's interesting. I remember we asked a group of our operators who had a paper route, and yeah. it was 90%. You know, really? you know it, was, it was like we were the group that had a paper route. And now yeah. that's been taken away for the last couple of decades of young people getting an opportunity to make money by waking up early and showing their commitment and their focus uh, and yeah. their money motivation, you know. And, and um and and again, their 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 interest in a big future, because that's what this yeah. podcast about is 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 leaders, you know, young people interested in a big, big future, and a a huge part of that is is you know how do I create an opportunity for myself? How do I separate yeah. myself? Yeah, um, I
1: think that's it. It makes sense that that would be an early indicator. You know, my son is is thirteen. He had a paper route for a couple of years when he was uh-huh. eleven, and it, and it, and it of course brought memories back for me of doing that, but it was you know, he, he wanted a paper route. My daughter didn't want a paper route. And that was sort of, that was one of the differences between them is he, he wanted to kind of get out there, talk to people, uh, get that confidence up. And that wasn't important to her. So, so, you know, you could sort of see that difference there between the two
0: personalities. 100%. And and again, nothing right or wrong about either of those types of activities. And, you know, if one of the things that, you know, a leader needs to overcome is that, willingness to speak with people, that willingness yes. to sort of, okay, I want to, I want to make a difference around me. Um, and step out and, you know, craft the world the way I want to see the world. And and again, you know, Evan, as you know, there's so many things we need differently happening in the world now. So, so, yeah. you know, we need more and more powerful leaders in all the ways that they make them. So yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: so so coming out of student works, you know, I know you had a had a really couple of really great seasons with us. You know, why don't, why don't we walk through, you know, what do you, what do you still take from, or what did you take from your, your time with us?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, as I, as I look back, I think it was a lot of it's just what you just mentioned is the, is the learning how to deal with people and with situations, right? So there's, you know, there's, there's the hard skills. There was, you know, learning, um, a balance sheet and, uh, and, and figuring out, uh, you know, receivables and. Um, Right, and you know here's how many jobs i have to do so there's kind of the number side of it but the soft skills i think uh are really what have sort of stuck with me in terms of that raising that confidence in you know knocking on a stranger's door and yeah. having them accept what you have to say to them in the next 10 seconds before they yeah. slam the door um <laughs> you know work through hire some people motivate them enough to perform for you so there's so there's kind of that side of it i think is the the dealing with people and do, and the dealing with the situations because every imaginable situation comes up in a summer of of right. houses and having a crew of people doing that and there's you know there's lots of hits and lots of misses and it's just kind of getting back up and, and figuring out the, the next thing so so all of those all of those experiences i still i, I remember a lot of them you know 30 mm-hmm. years later and especially again back to the kids my my kids up uh, you know 16 year old daughter about to get it go into university and kind of get into yeah. that phase of her life and thinking you know, these are the things that I would like to see in her eventually. Right. And, right. you know, these are the kinds of experiences I'd like her to have.
0: Yeah. And so, so Evan, you know, just, just career wise, why don't you walk us through sort of the, you know, the steps that you took, because again, our leaders yeah. are always interested. Well, hey, I want to be where Evan is and, and, you know, or, or possibly as one option, you know, Evan's an incredible value producer as a sales professional for years and years and really has an incredible career as you'll hear. So, so what were, what were your steps? What were your thoughts coming out at Western?
1: Yeah. You know, so coming out of there, it was, I guess, I guess I learned, I learned, you know, the sales side of, of running the student works business was really appealing to me. Just sort of that, that direct connection between the effort that you put in and and the stuff that you sell and what you make from that, right. From the, the, the output or the the results from that. So that kind of direct connection really appealed to me. And then the um, and then the other thing that sort of grabbed me um, not so much during Western but afterwards was technology right Mm -hmm. so um, getting into kind of computer and software and um, and that kind of thing so so it was really that that's sort of the path I took right so went into um, went into sales and technology I was in Ottawa at the time and joined a software company and and so you know I guess in the last what twenty five years or so been with a few I've I've been with some smaller and some larger companies but. In general, I think I've found my place with larger, kind of strong brands that still have a lot of innovation within them, where right. I can be talking to customers about really interesting, innovative things that they can do with their businesses, but with the backing of, uh, of a big brand behind me, right? You know, not unlike, not unlike Student Works, where you can right. get to do your own thing in your own patch, but you still have that kind of logo uh, and that credibility behind you. So, um, so, you know, work for Adobe and Microsoft and Apple. I'm at Autodesk now. But just get to take those experiences from a large company that's been through a lot, but still get
0: to do some pretty interesting things with them well that's that's awesome and and so you know you chose technology, and obviously that was a great decision, okay? Um, so you know like you know uh, for a young person now, you know looking at the marketplace and sort of deciding you know what area would they would would they go into? because one of the things that I've seen again and again, from people of your areas, one of the things people chose was technology. And you weren't a tech guy, you know, you, you became a tech guy, I guess, because there were no tech guys when we were that, when we were our age, like, um, you know, unless you were, you know, uh, real tech people, but because it was just so just forming, just creating. Yeah. So, so what made you feel like that was the space, you know, and, and again, you know, be thinking about now for our young people, like what 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 sort of things did you sense and and et cetera?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. You know what I think uh, maybe it was interesting for me is is shortly after Western, I went to a retail store. No, it's no longer around called Future Shop. Um, some of the older folks might remember it, but it's you yeah. know like a Best Buy, right? Best Buy bought yeah. them, but a, same concept, right? So in the store, there was an appliances department, audio, video, yeah. computers, and uh, and music CDs. And I went in there and had my choice of which department I wanted to work in and worked in a few of them. But I, I sort of had that comparison of those different types of categories, just consumer goods categories. Yeah. But the technology there grabbed me because of the dynamic nature of it in particular. Right. And I think that's still true today. Where, yeah. you know, I could sell TVs and I was pretty good at it, but TV, tech TVs didn't change much in yeah. in those few years or the yeah. next 10 or the next 30, right? Yeah. They're kind of the same. Whereas computers I was selling, every six months, there was a, t- a new technology. There was a new angle to it. There was a new story to tell customers. Yes. Um, and so it was just a really dynamic thing to be talking to people about. Um, and so that, that kind of, uh, and, you know, and it's, of course, that's, that's the case with technology today, but that's what sort of kept me with it, is just yeah. the, the changing nature of it. What I'm talking to customers about today is, is very different from what I was talking to them about a year ago, even, right, at yeah. the same company, just because of a lot of the changes that have been happening.
0: Yeah. And it's, and it's one of those things for our young leaders, you really, as much as possible, want to be in a space that's growing, that there's new, there's like commoditized in the same means anybody can do it. You're an order taker, you know, you want to be a value creator. And that's what Evan was talking about earlier. What did he get attached to? He got attached to the results economy. The harder I push, the the, the more, the, the more I get cold, the more money I make. You know, he was a top performer on a bus in the preseason from Western, you know. Um, And so, you know, that same effort would have made a big difference, but it also needs to be combined with in the right market space.
1: Right.
0: You know, so. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good point. You know, so, so, so in terms of, in terms of Autodesk, take us back to sort of the, you know, I guess you spent 2003 to 2009, six years at Autodesk. What was the business like? What were you selling? What was. What did you discover in that experience with Autodesk?
1: Sure. So that was yeah, that was my first stint. Then at that time, I was in um, the area, the, the division I was in was called Media and Entertainment. So, and and I actually it was combined with Education. So we were that what we were selling was it's Autodesk is a software company. We sell design tools, right, in different right. areas. So in Media and Entertainment, we were selling um, software to companies that make movies and games and tv shows and commercials right all the visual effects that you see all the all the all the fake stuff that's on the screen comes from our software (laughs) Right. right so um and you know we try to make it look real so I was and,
0: and, I was. and just as an as just an aside for our for our leaders listening, Evan in in our conversation has a fake um, a picture of of uh, a really cool office in Toronto of Autodesk now and and make anything it says and it's and right. it's really neat the background and it totally works. So yeah. yeah so yeah. just to sort of add add some flavor to your comment
1: right right the virtual background yeah so make anything is our kind of mantra right so for customers to be able to make anything so so i was i was actually in the education uh area so i was selling that software to schools right so like the ryerson's um and you know here in ontario uh, ontario college of art and design you know art schools design schools selling that software to students right to to, folks of 19 20 21 years old that want to go make movies and commercials so it was it was really interesting to be in that area i mean it it still is but certainly at that time the software and the technology was still um still very new Mm -hmm. and um and and the 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 field was really just starting to take off, especially with, um, with gaming, right? Gaming's huge right now, but right. it's still, bit, you know, that was, that was a while back. So, so it was a hot area. Uh, students wanted to get into it. Uh, Autodesk kind of provided the vehicle for them to do it. So there was some satisfaction in sort of seeing someone pick up our tools, figure out how to use them, learn how to use them at OCAD, and then go get a job at Pixar, right? And make a movie that comes out. And you see their name in the credits. So, wow. um, so there's a lot of fulfillment in that. And then on the on the you know productivity side, I was I was good at it, right? I was um, you know in, sort of figured out how to talk to people and how to talk to customers and and um, and figure out what the school needed to do to be able to attract the right students into those programs and put those graduates out that a that a Pixar or a Disney would want to hire. So it was so I was successful doing it. So so for most of my time that, there, it was it was selling that software to those schools.
0: Well, fantastic. And so, so, uh, you know, obviously anyone could understand about the opportunity to jump over to Apple, you know, one of the world's best organizations, not that, you know, Autodesk is an amazing organization as well. Um, But what, what had you, what had you sort of want to jump or what, what shifted uh, to make that transition?
1: Yeah. So with Apple, it was, I think it was the opportunity because I was so embedded in, in education and in technology. It seemed like a natural move at that time, right? A role had come up at Apple. Apple is maybe not as much now, but certainly back then, right? This is, this is like 10, 15 years ago. Apple was the name in technology in schools, right? right? So Windows and Microsoft and Google, you know, Google's got Chromebooks and they're doing a lot now. But back then, if you were a school, you were getting Apple hardware and software. They were the name in, in education. So, so that was the company to be with if you wanted to be in education and technology. So, mm-hmm. so I saw the opportunity there. I, I, Apple was just starting to come out of the kind of trough, certainly on the consumer market, right? So iPhone was just hitting it big. Okay. Uh, uh, a month after I started, Steve Jobs went on stage and, um, and uh, showed everyone the iPad for the first oh, wow. time, right? In 2010. Okay. And so imagine you know, what happened to the company from there. And iPad was huge in schools. Yeah. So it was a great opportunity for a couple of years to learn at a company that was so good at what they were doing um, and so kind of uh, consumer focused. And then also just be able to talk to customers about this amazing technology, right? Even, even, even if you remember the iPod back then, the iPod was huge in schools, right? To, for, right? For younger kids to be able to learn things. And this was all this is way before technology was as prevalent as it was. So right. we were kind of ushering in mm-hmm having those carts of iPods and, and laptops and iPads into schools that just help people learn better. So, um, so it, was a, it was a pretty interesting and a, and a fun time to be doing that.
0: And so, so everyone knows what an incredible culture Apple is for consumers, right? In a design yeah. company and so market focused and consumer focused, what was it like working there? How, how, would, you, how would, you, would you describe the culture of Apple?
1: I would say it was, it was similar. It was similar to what you would see on the consumer side, right? So there was a time before I got there, there was certainly, Apple had the reputation that it was very different inside versus outside, meaning okay. it was really hard to work there, right? You've seen the movies and books yes. about Steve Jobs and what a, what a blank he was yes. to his, the people that worked with him. I was there at the tail end of that when Tim Cook, Tim Cook was the I think CFO at the time, and he was just about to take the reins. So I was there when that shifted to become a much more uh, employee-friendly place to be right? and okay. match what their outside, outside sort of persona was. So before that, it was tough. Right. Uh, and as I started, it was tough, but it changed pretty rapidly when Tim Cook took over, where um, they just became much more employee-friendly. You could... You could you could bring some ideas to the company or to your manager and see them and see them develop and right. see something happen from them and just get uh, sort of have that more entrepreneurial spirit that most technology companies had. Uh, mm-hmm. Apple was just starting to get that, so I was there at sort of a time when that was shifting, where it was it wasn't that great before, but it was much better after when I was there.
0: And it's really so fascinating how one shift of of you know again the CEO and the culture that you know, he or she creates and just, you know, these are the rules that, 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 you know, they commit to. And, and, and again, Steve jobs, anybody, you know, go watch the movies, go read the books, read them, watch them, you know, an incredible leader and design focused and held people to incredibly high, high account. And then there's an impact where Tim cook seems to be maybe, you know, uh, we'll see about the, the new products coming, coming, uh, but certainly again, has, has, by the sounds of it, culture nailed better. Yeah, right. And, yeah, and certainly like the returns have been fabulous, but a bunch of that has been on the, the, the results of, of, of really years ago and staying right. with that.
1: Yeah. It looks like, you, you know, you, you, you look at leaders like that, you know, in, in my industry, it's, um, it's uh, Bezos at, at Amazon. Yep. It's um, you know a couple of different people with uh, Balmer. Balmer was at at um, yep, Microsoft. At, at Microsoft when I was there and and Gates before him. But um, it's just finding that balance between the sort of genius and knowing how to figure out what people want or need before the, before those customers know that they need that yes. just having that mentality to know that and also being able to work well with people right yes. and those are two very different things so um, yes. so some yeah. have that balance and some don't right?
0: and and it's also a big reason why people work better in teams because okay have them you know work here and have them work there and 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 why that's a a really good strategy yeah. so you you then went from from apple to again another world class brand microsoft and how was right. that experience what did what did you see there you know uh and and learn in that in that role
1: i think so at microsoft it was it was interesting a great company right and mm-hmm. and continued to be a really strong company at that time it was interesting to be there where frankly they were in a a, a little bit of a lull right microsoft has never had a bad year necessarily right yes, they're just of so big, no. kind of too big to fail now but yeah. they were certainly at a lull this is 2011 2012 when apple was killing them in the consumer market the ipad right so microsoft had the surface uh, you may remember a microsoft phone that was out for you know about 10 minutes the only yeah. people that bought them were us the employees at microsoft yes. <laughs> right so we were getting killed in phones we were getting killed in, in tablets uh, and the Apple computer was really starting to rise in the computer world where suddenly people were buying the laptops, which never happened before. So, so it, was, it was interesting to be at, at such a big, uh, successful company that was having problems you know, in certain areas. And just to right. see the steps that were taken and, and you know, kind of, again, thinking back to the, back to, this, to, the, to the painting days where, you know, you have your failures. It's what do you do about that failure and how do you come back? So it's interesting to see what a multinational technology company does when they start up a a, a million dollar multi million dollar brand of a phone and it dies in a year, yeah. right? And you have to be, and what do they do next? So so it's interesting to see sort of how they would pivot there and and take take um, unsuccessful technology and be able to move it into a more successful area, right? Yeah. So maybe you take that phone technology and build a better surface, build a better tablet, right? Yeah. That could be more successful. So. Um, so just got a lot of great experience there with with just seeing how how the company would pivot and and turn something that was unsuccessful and make it more successful.
0: Yeah, no, and and there's a great book I think Nadalnya or I, I know I am good chance I'm pronouncing his name incorrect. The CEO who took over from bomber and yeah. just as it just the ex, the net worth has exploded of of Apple. One of the big things that they always had was this consistent money coming to them because of the. The Apple software, sorry, the Microsoft software that, that that's on most most desktops, and right. so they just had this huge money coming, and they redeployed it in in in, in the cloud, uh, and they've just just really really transformed their business. I know I'm working on a Surface right now. I love it. You know, yep. so so they now have again a bunch of consumer friendly uh, products that are people are like fans and super fans of them, which which again was all uh, Apple had all of those before. Yeah, and not yeah, saying yeah, Apple Microsoft doesn't, they still do. Yeah, they still do, but now Microsoft has some things that make raving fans out of people, and um, and then they've got a lot of biz, you know business to business uh, uh, business. So, yes. um, and again, it's it's interesting to sort of again look at that and see that, and sort of see and 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 again for for someone. Uh, you know, in the, in the industry, you have to know this, don't you? Uh, You know, in terms of what you want to do next, always, you know, is your, the business that you're working on, is it growing? Is it developing? Is it going to do well? Because if it doesn't, you're not going to have anything good to sell, right? So that's going to be a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If it's, you know, whether it's the the company, it certainly has to have that mindset or, or me as, as a, um, as someone who's selling their technology, you know, the, the great thing about being in technology is that things change quickly. The, mm-hmm. the hard thing is that things change quickly, right? So <laughs> there's lots of people, you know, every company I've been at, there are lots of companies that have wanted what we have, right, that have mm-hmm. wanted our customers and want to build a better mousetrap. And because it's technology, someone can do it in their garage, right? Yeah. In, in a year with a couple of smart friends. So you're always looking over your shoulder, you're always looking at what's next mm-hmm. and making sure that you're staying ahead of the of the competition because the competition is coming fast and furious and uh and you have to know you know is this the right place for me um and if it isn't you know you you want us to always be looking at you know where where else should i be and and how can i be in a position to you know to be successful for for, you know for myself i guess
0: absolutely and so and and then you went to the foundry so as a regional sales manager what was that experience like uh and and what did you learn there
1: yeah, yeah. So the Foundry was, you know, was was me looking at going to a smaller company. And so I was still kind of in the media and entertainment space. And the Foundry is a is a is a small competitor to um, to Autodesk and to other media and entertainment companies. So we made software, you know, animation software as well. But it was it was a great experience for a couple of years where I could um, be at a smaller company, Get all, you know, a lot of the benefits of, of, uh, um, of that, of, you know, not being at this sort of big machine. And then, and also having a, um, just having some more responsibility, right? So still an individual contributor, but had a couple of marketing folks and some other sales folks working for me. So just getting that taste to, on the managerial side. And then also, um, a, a little bit more multinational <laughs> in flavor, I guess I would say. So really before that and, and even now, it's been a very North American fo- focused, um, Experience that I've had, right? Right. Canada, U.S., uh, mostly companies based out of California, foundries based in London, England, and so uh, just a more international flair, right? So when they would, you know, we would talk about technology or or come out with some new features for customers, it wasn't it wasn't just uh, U.S. centric, right? right? Which is, you know, there's some sort of good and bad to that. So it was good to be able to speak to people with a just sort of a broader range. So it was nice to sort of get that more of that international experience, I guess I would say there.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. And then, and then also as well, I, I know, you know, obviously that's a sales manager role. You've been an account executive and right now you're an account executive with Autodesk. How do you compare and contrast that and think about, you know, what, you know, you know, and obviously you've largely chosen to be an account executive. So yeah. how, how, how do you compare and contrast that? And what have you found, Evan?
1: I guess I would say, you know, both had their pros and cons. Um, and, I, and I think so, you know, back as a sales contributor, as an individual contributor now, I think, I think eventually probably get back into a sales management role. But for now, sales management was great to be able to apply just sort of more managerial experience um, and, and be able to, talk to, to mentor people and teach them sort of what I've learned to be successful and, and not right. so successful over the years. And see that sort of come to fruition in someone else. So there's you know great satisfaction in that. But I, I guess what I've what I've seen in, in typically in in sort of my most successful roles is that the best uh, salespeople usually make more than their manager, right? Yes. In terms yes. of uh, and just 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 in just in terms of commissions and accelerators and all of that. Yeah. And so so for now, I've I've typically been sort of in the top couple percentile in terms of results, and I've just found that it was. Again, back to that, I think you called it results economy. Results I just found economy. that more direct connection to my paycheck was selling mm-hmm. it myself, right? Exactly. And getting into the so. accelerators. So for now, that's been, that's been the path I've chosen. Yeah. I have to say that you know, management-
0: Yeah, no, and, Ev- you know, and Evan's got, Evan's got kids and uh, mortgage and uh, going Oh, I'm, I'm good exactly. with, I'm good with making more money and, and hit, making more bonus money. So totally right. got it. Right. And so, so yeah, that, that kind of speaks to it. So, cause a lot of times, you know, our, our young leaders might think, Oh, Hey, I want to be a, you know, the, the regional manager. Cause, cause that's the higher position and it can be, and it, and it likely will be good chance, the higher position with, especially if you're really an elite salesperson with less money. So, right. so, you know, and, and, and it's, and it's good to understand that and go, oh, okay, got it. So, so now you're with, uh, you you went back to Autodesk, obviously an amazing organization. What are you working with now? What are you seeing that, that Autodesk is working on and what are you learning? What are you growing to now, Evan?
1: Yeah, sure. So I just went, so back in Autodesk in a different division, it's called AEC, Architecture, Engineering, and Construction. So still design tools, right? Still having uh and making software for people to make things with. But mm-hmm. now instead of movies, it's um, physical things, right? It's buildings, it's, uh, you know, condos, it's office buildings, it's roads mm-hmm. and highways and, um, and bridges and, uh, and, and, you know, all the, the tools that it takes to get that from someone drawing the building on the napkin at the beginning to looking and seeing that new skyscraper in, in five years. So, so it's selling tools for that. I you know I think it's it's an interesting area to be in because it's uh certainly with where the where the world is going you know pre and post pandemic the world is um is is uh urbanizing right people are moving from from less dense areas to more dense areas cities are all growing there's mm-hmm. a lot more infrastructure a lot more roads and buildings you look at real estate here where we are in Toronto yes. and it just it's just prices are just up and to the right for mm-hmm. the last 30 years right so uh, so there's no shortage of things being built. We're doing some pretty interesting things in terms of, of how people build them and how creative they can be in building them and how efficient they can be. And then especially in the, in the times that we're in now with the pandemic, there's a lot more collaboration that's needed. Everyone's, everyone's home, right? A, a lot of those offices have closed for now. We need to be able to do a lot more online, in the cloud but still be, you know, working with that person in the cubicle next to you, but it's now online, right? And so we're just doing some interesting right. things around that. So, so that's kind of what our, our, our latest thing. There's some, there's some really interesting things happening with, with artificial intelligence and machine learning to help people automate things that are sort of tedious or help them figure out, figure out how to design things better without spending a whole a long time doing it, letting the computer figure that out. So, so it's oh, pretty wow. cool just kind of talking to customers about that you know where that technology is going and how they can how they can do it themselves
0: Wow. Okay. That's great. And no surprise that a company like Autodesk would be, you know, moving in that new space. And, and again, so our, all of a sudden artificial intelligence is becoming more and more important. Everyone's sort of seeing that. And then of course, the most successful companies are making investments in that space. And so now you're going to become, or already are an artificial intelligence expert, right? Because that's something right. that you're, you're working towards. So it really is, it's a fascinating industry you know, in terms of, yeah. of, of, of technology and being with these big brands.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's the it's, it's the, it's the nice thing with, you know, aligning, you know, I've tried to align with, uh, with innovative companies, you know, with forward thinking companies where it's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily what we're talking to customers about now or what we're selling now, but it's where we're going to be in five years, right? Back to the mm-hmm. Apple thing, Jobs figured out that people wanted an iPhone the way it was before they knew they wanted yes. an iPhone with a big screen on it. So we're trying to figure out, you know, what what the people how, how how is a building going to be built in five years? And that's what we're talking to customers, you know, to the executives at those firms now. We haven't made the stuff yet, but we're working <laughs> on it. And we're researching it, right? And we and we've we've give, we've shown them enough of a track record that we've stayed ahead this long. Stayed ahead in terms of what the technology is that it'll they'll see it from us if they stay with us. So so it's fun to it's fun to have those conversations with customers about um, kind of what's coming.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. And so, so what, what, have, what have been your you know, biggest failures or mistakes? And how, how do you, how do you see those in your career?
1: You know, I think, um, I think it would be, you know, there, so when you sell stuff there, you, you win some deals and you lose some deals, right? Yeah. You win some big deals and you lose yeah. some big deals. So, you know, I can think of, I can think of five big deals that I've lost, you know, over the years, in terms of why it happened, it's often been come down to, uh, I think, just making assumptions that I shouldn't have made, whether it was about the customer or about the people that I work with, right, that, I've been, that I was relying on to, um, to do the deal. And it was, I think, just not, not understanding enough of the parameters around it. So not talking enough to the customer ahead of time, just making some assumptions about what they thought, what they wanted and didn't want. Making assumptions about the the um, you know my technical staff and what they what they are going to show the customer today versus what actually happens. So so you know in terms of you know what I what I'm constantly trying to improve upon is level of communication around you know in sales in particular just yeah. talking to the customer constantly right taking their temperature throughout the whole you know sales a sales cycle could be could be uh, ten minutes selling a paint job or yeah. it could be a year trying to sell to sell someone some new software. So through that whole time. And finding out how the customer's feeling what, what's working what isn't uh and doing the same with the people that i work with just to make sure that you always know where you're at in terms of where that deal is so you don't get the big surprises at the
0: end yeah and leaders i want you to hear one thing is notice you know evan's talking about five big deals or so that he didn't book in the, in his career and he took hundred percent responsibility okay there was no Shifting. Oh, and another brand was better or they were better priced or they did this. No, a hundred percent accountability and responsibility. That's power. Right. And that's, and, and, and no surprise by the way, you know, so it's like, this is what I could have done. These are the steps I could have had. This is what I'm working on. And that's what, that's what top performers do taking, taking that responsibility. So I just, I just love it. Thanks for that share. Um, so So Evan, as you went from, you know, a university student to a, you know, value creator in the full-time world, what did you need to change about yourself?
1: I think, um, you know, coming out into the, into the real world, it was, it was understanding that uh, you need to couple the effort. You need to couple effort with, you know, with brain power, with intelligence, right? So I think in school... I got good marks. I was I was a pretty smart guy in school, right? right? There wasn't a, I didn't there wasn't a lot of effort involved there to just, okay. just you know, you just you just study. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> okay. and you, you know, you get a, you get a good mark on it. But in the real right. world, it doesn't work that way, right? Cuz I, I know lots of smart people that aren't that successful, right? And right. and not just not just making money, but just in life. They're they you know, make bad decisions or not at a great company <laughs> or or not making the money that they want because often it's, you know, the effort isn't necessarily there. And so, and I, and I, I think I learned that early and I'm still, frankly, still learning that right. is that you, if you're, you, you have to be smart with what you're doing and you have to constantly be learning, right. There's no shortcut to that side of it, but you also have to be able to put the effort in because if you're not, you know, no one hands you anything after, no. after getting handed your diploma in school, <laughs> nothing else gets handed to you. Right? <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just usually through hard work and then coupling that with, with, uh, with what you're learning and what you've learned in the past to to hopefully be successful. So I think I hopefully bring that thing from my school days.
0: Yeah. And you can tell as well, like you're constantly learning in your role. So, so, and, and I, and, and, you know, again, for our leaders, you know, that's something that's just a given. If you want to be really successful in the world, you're just going to have to keep learning and learning and learning, you know? And, and so how does that, how does that work for you? Does it, is it reading during the day? Is it, you know, going online is Autodesk sending you information? Like how you, how, how are you keeping track and keeping on top of all the technological, technological changes?
1: I think it's uh, it's probably all of the above. I think it's, um, it helps that I, uh, you know, on, in on the in the business world, I'm doing something that I love to do, right? I'm talking yeah. to customers about things that I love to talk about. So at least it's easy then to, to uh, try and stay on top of it and try to keep learning on it, right? If I was doing something that I wasn't that interested in, it would be, a, it would be much more of a chore to, yes. um, you know, to, to try and keep learning with it. But, love technology, love to see sort of what the next thing is going to be or what the direction of where the market's going. So, you know, Autodesk is a big company again, has lots of resources. We've got, you know, we've got training, we've got courses and, and there's, there's, there's lots available there. But then even aside from that, you know, when I'm, when I'm not on the clock, I still want to see what's, you know, what's, what's, what are my competitors doing? Right. Yeah. And where's, where's Apple and Amazon going? Because that's often an indicator of where where we're going to go. So, um, so it's, so it's sort of, you know, of course, a lot of it's online now, which is helpful. Yep. Things like podcasts like these are great because you can at least be, um, be multitasking, right? And, yes. and while, while you're doing the dishes, you know, learn yep. a couple new things. So, yep. so all of that's helpful.
0: Yeah. And again, like you said as well, it's like finding something that you love and then it doesn't seem like work. You know, because right. again, I'm always listening to, you know, again, podcasts about leaders and listening to Audible or, or you know, and, and, and know, yes, some of it's basketball because I'm a big basketball fan, but a bunch I of see. it is, is learning and leadership and development. And, 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 uh, and again, it's, it doesn't feel like work. And on the other hand, there's no question it's adding value to, to what I'm doing and what I'm understanding in the world today. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and even though, I mean, you, 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 had the, the aside there about basketball, but I, th- I think that the nice thing with technology also is that it's applicable everywhere, right? I'm a huge sports fan. Mm-hmm. And you look at how teams are run now. You look at how uh, the NBA is coming back during the pandemic yeah. and the technology that's being used with virtual fans and all the yes. rest of it. And that's applicable, right? And, th- and you can see that's, you know, and, and what, a sp- what a billion dollar sports team does is indicative of often where the consumer market's going to go eventually, right? Microsoft is just bringing that virtual fan experience that they have right now. And that I just saw it in a commercial yesterday that, that's available for you as a business. So, yeah. so all of that's applicable. So it's, it's fun to follow and, and but applicable in, you know, in what we're doing. In,
0: in right. The business right. As well. And, and then like, like you said as well, it's, it's like just looking, but also looking and not like a drone, right? Really considering, right. Why are they doing what they're doing and just asking yourself questions or, or it's just, it's uh it's, 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 it's trying to see, Um, like you said, things at deeper levels, you know, I think is really fascinating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think, and that's, to uh, you know, that's always, uh, that sort of curiosity level, I think has always stayed with me. Um, and uh, right from the painting days, right. I can still Mm -hmm. remember some customers that I just, because I was interested in talking to them, right. You know, we, I painted their house, but then, you know, chatted with them for a while afterwards. Right. And, and, and beyond, right? So it's more having that curiosity level to be interested in, in the people that you're talking to. So it's not just transactional, um, yes. makes such a difference, right? Obviously it comes through with, with uh, selling someone something that looks like you're actually um, genuine, but even beyond that, it's just a lot more fun to do if you're interested in what yeah. you're talking about and the people that you're talking to, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and as well, you actually are interested in people, so it's, so it's 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 authentic, right? I'm interested in yeah. their problems. I'm interested in solving them, and so it's so again, a lot of salespeople, you know, again, are just interested in the transaction, which again stands in their way of actually getting the transaction. I'm interested in solving right. their problems. I'm interested in this consumer. Interested in this organization. How can we help? And then obviously helping solve that then will lead to a transaction right? It's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It flips.
1: Well, and we're all human. So you, you, you know, we've been, you and I have sold things and we've been sold too. And yeah. you can kind of tell pretty quickly when the, the, the guy on the other side of it isn't all that interested uh, yes. in what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. And just trying to sell you something. So it's yeah. not, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly easy to catch and you just, it's um, it's a short term thing to, to be more transactional like that. It just generally, it doesn't
0: last very long. Right. Absolutely. And so if someone wanted to do what you do, what key habits would they want to steal from you, Evan?
1: Key habits, I would say, uh, I guess the, the top one that comes to mind would be persistence, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, perseverance slash persistence, where it's, yeah. um, it's just, you know, t- uh, it's just sort of thinking through the sales lens. If someone wants to be successful in, in, in sales, I think you have to be willing to to be persistent to take a lot of no's right yeah. to, to get to that yes um to to just constantly be trying to better yourself and um and then and you usually see the results of that so so that's i guess that's the top of the stands that is just sort of that persistence because and i I've, I've found over the years a lot of people are um are pretty quick to give up on something Yes. And um, and I find that that's often the easiest way that I easiest and cheapest way for me to separate myself from my competitor is to is to not give up as quickly as he did. Um, yes. So I, I, it's sort of an easy thing to do, but you don't see it that often, I think.
0: Yeah, no. And I think, you know, it's one of those things people don't like to hear that answer. Like what's, what's the real key success habit, hard work, persistence, committed, you know, focused, you know, uh, you know, so, so, but it just, it just is right. You know, you look at LeBron James, you go, well, I think he works pretty hard just by the looks of his, his body and his fitness level and, and, and just what he can accomplish. So it's, it's, that's also what happens in business. Those people who just do that extra, do that extra, do that extra, um, and then just get lost in the work.
1: It's easy to, it's easy to, to say, you know, almost sounds trite to say those things. They've been the same for a hundred years. Like some of those values have never changed, but it's, it's amazing how rarely you see people do those things because they're hard things to do. It's hard to stay with something a long time when someone keeps trying to keep saying no to you, right? It's hard to, for LeBron to get up at 5am for 30 years, right? To play basketball. So, uh, those are all, they're hard. It's easy to say, but they're really hard things to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hard to be whatever he is, 5% body fat, you know, (laughs) you know, so it's like, yeah, it's hard. And, and again, that's, that's, that's the thing. And, and again, I don't want to be, you know, in this podcast, I really want to be preparing leaders for a big future. So, you know, one of the things is, is that you don't have to do what you've been doing, which is be in the top percentages of top software salespeople. And if you want, a big part of it is going to be working hard. No, for sure. Right. So, um, so final question: When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind?
1: A leader of tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I was I've been thinking about that one for a while. It's I think it's a tough one. I look at you know actually it, it, I'm I'm almost kind of in business. I'm just thinking of technology, of course, and I would probably say Reed Hastings at uh, Netflix um, because and I you know I don't know a lot necessarily about how he runs the company but it's more mm-hmm. about the technology and, and just where i've kind of i've talked a lot here about what you know seeing what's coming next and i've just seen them at least in the entertainment world to always be that couple of years ahead of the competition
0: mm-hmm. right i
1: was ordering dvds from them 30 years ago when they were when they were doing that and, uh, and, you know, and then they put Blockbuster out of business by going online and, yeah. you know, and now they're making movies, right? I had, and, and winning Oscars, right? They yes. Won, uh, some of the big Hollywood players. So, so, so I look at that in terms of them always being a few steps ahead of the competition and coming out with that sort of the, the next big thing before we even knew, before we even knew we needed it, they're, 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 re- they're ready to, to give it to us. So, um, so, so that, I guess I would say I, I look at that as a great example in technology.
0: Well, that that's awesome, and and on my desk is is uh, he's just coming out with a new book, uh, and it's been promoted. No rules, and I've been listening to uh, Reed Hastings on podcasts really? and, and and different things. So so uh, I, I'm I've actually got uh, I'm going to pre order it, um, and so I can't I can't cool. speak to oh it's going to be a great book except to know I'm sure it's going to be a great book because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all he does, right. and, and you know that's all he he creates, and and he's got an incredible one of the things that he he believes in is is just a performance culture and so his okay. thought is look if you're playing on a professional basketball hockey football team you want and, and you know on that team you just recognize as part of it you know i'm the best linebacker they can find right now i'm the best point guard they can find right now and if all of a sudden i stop performing at that level then we'll shake hands and say it's been great and uh we're going to go look for someone better and and that's their culture. And he says as well, if 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 there's a CEO better, then the the, the border will place me, or I'll, I'll step down. And we have a we have a philosophy in our our business or our value. It's one must earn the right to work here. And um, you know, it's just it's just always thinking in terms of you know we're just there's no parking on Success Avenue. Let's just keep driving for results. Let's have a performance culture because. You know who, who, like, who hates worst performers most is top performers because they hate how it slows them down, hates how it gets right. in the way. Why are they on my team? This frustrates me. So, so, so you know, in many people sort of see that, that performance culture because I was listening to a podcast on The Economist and you could tell she was – pretty left-leaning she goes so you fire people well no hold on hold on you know and he, and he you know describes what he does and no this is a culture of high performance and so if people you know aren't performing at a high level well then it makes sense that they leave or find a different seat on the bus or you know yeah. but but it's it really is um and then also as well don't go to netflix unless you want to be a top performer right, right? like and I, and i want to perform like a top performer right? Like right. I, I'd be excited to go. And again, if I was ever good enough to go and play a, play on LeBron James's team, right? Like, wouldn't that be unbelievable? Now again, yeah. it, there'd be a lot of hard work there, but that would be really exciting. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I, um, I, our, our VP of sales, uh, Steve has a, a mantra, uh, expect to win and, and that's, that's in his signature And he says it at the end of every, you know, every uh, uh, call with us and and all the rest of it. And and just just about, you know, any transaction you go into, any conversation you go into inside the company or talking to a customer or partner, uh, you know, expect to win in that. Expect that, you know, visualize what it's going to be like to win in whatever that you're trying to do and then go into it with that mentality. And and uh, and he just did a call with us um, with the worldwide team recently. And he said, you may have noticed I took that off of my signature in the last few months because of the pandemic. I thought maybe it was a little tone deaf, right? Where right. There, people yes. are having a lot of uh, hardship at home and there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of things um, that are happening. He said, I brought it back. He said, he kind of puts a big slide up. He says, it's back. He says, uh, you know, the, the, of course, there's the personal side of the pandemic and you yeah. can't lose sight of that. But on the business side, there's so many more opportunities that have presented themselves uh, presented themselves because of. The pandemic right there's so many more things great things you can do around designing P- ppe or, yeah. or uh, you know helping hospitals and, and other things so um so you know let's let's get that mentality back as i i just thought of that
0: <laughs> i love it i love it well well evan we were shut in for six weeks and 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 definitely we were you know how can we manage this and then and then okay good let's go let's go yeah. and we had an yeah. amazing summer we broke our best ever by two million and and nice. and and again we've got a uh, absolutely back to that, 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 that space. So I can, I can recognize, you know, that, that, and, and again, I want to, I want to lead a life that's about winning, you know, and again, in a, yeah. in a, a way that's considered of our community of all our stakeholders and, you know, et cetera, but, but Hey, let's, we're going to play the game. Why don't we win? Right. Right. <laughs> right absolutely (laughs) so Evan thanks so much I really appreciate you spending time around your crazy busy schedule uh, making a difference with these young leaders Um, thank you thank you thank you
1: no I'm uh, happy to be here I appreciate you having me Chris It it was great chatting thank you
0: okay fantastic have a fantastic day all right you too bye bye hey leaders I hope you enjoyed this episode bye now